Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 87 of Freeboot Already Underway. I'm one of your hosts, Jacob Lacey, joined again today, as always, by David, master of the Baja Blaster, Becker. He's yawning. Excuse he's letting me, out man. a big old yawn. yawn. He's already he's already tired of doing this podcast. Hey, we're not even 20 seconds in, but yeah. we'll see how this goes. <laughs> and of course, Aaron, uh, winner of the 2017 competition, Han. That, now that's a good uh, nickname right there. Yeah, it's the only thing I could think of, which might just speak to more to my <laughs> mentality of losing that competition than your actual ability to win it. Where I'm just like, Aaron's just better than me. Guys, we have a great I show for you. Uh, forget it. <laughs> yeah, I won't. <laughs> Guys, we have a great show for you this week. We're going to be talking a little bit about recasting Die Hard. A Christmas movie. But again, we don't need to get into that. Uh, we're also going to talk about one upcoming movie this week. Because I have literally heard of none of the other ones. Maybe if you guys know of the other ones, we can talk about them. But I only have heard of one of them. We're in January, folks. It's a rough one. And uh, But first, guys, action movies. Adrenaline. <laughs> Things we can all relate to. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this, Lincho. We're talking about the best action sequences in films. Do you like action? Well, then we're going to talk about some ones that you should watch. Guys, would anyone like it to go first? Well, I have one that I think might get a little pushback from maybe you, Lacey. Oh, no. about David. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't like this already, but here we go. I think one of the best action scenes Mm -hmm. is the train fight sequence. From Spider-Man 2. <laughs> I don't hate Spider-Man 2. You act like I hate it. I like that scene. It's a good scene. If you don't, Tell me about if you it. don't wholeheartedly love it, you yeah. hate it. So Yeah. Tell me about it, though, Aaron. Why do you love it? I think it's just... It's very dynamic. I think that it does a good job of capturing, like, the mm. Spider-Man power set. Like, all the different variety of things he can do, you know? It deals with his acrobatics, it deals with his webbing and all that. And I think that it has something that a lot of modern superhero films are missing, which is like the villain with a completely different power set, you know, to add variety to the battles. Where it's not just like, oh, here's a person in an armored suit with lasers fighting another person with an armored suit with lasers. This is like, they have some crossover. It's like, oh, they can both crawl walls and stuff like that and everything, but there's still enough variety to keep the fight dynamic and interesting throughout all of this. Yeah, it's it's not even like in Infinity War, where <laughs> I noticed this on like my fourth viewing of that trailer, where uh, Iron Man walks up to him and Thanos just turns around and punches him. It's a great shot, but also, <laughs> why is he punching Iron Man? <laughs> it just seems sort of dumb. I don't know. That might just I be mean- me. No, think about it. If a lot of people had that opportunity to punch Tony Stark, then they would. Because, you know, like, he's super rich and, like, kind of a jerk. Yeah, 1%. Like, sometimes just, so, Thanos just has the opportunity to. Okay. Okay, sure. It's, right. it's like, oh, like, I really don't like this person. I want to hit him. And just, 
the bad guy has the opportunity to do. There we go. So Spider-Man 2, uh, the worst Spider-Man with one of the best scenes. There we go. I, I and, almost uh, went with the uh, Spider-Man 3's subway fight against Sandman. I so. honestly don't even remember that. <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen that movie. So that, I guess that's a thing that happens. I'm going to talk a little bit about Inglorious Bastards. Uh, I think we all I'm know. I haven't seen this movie. I know. So I'm, I'm just going gonna... to take out my headphones right now. It's not a spoiler. But... Hey, all right. Okay, David's gone, I guess. We're talking the theater scene. I'm not going to go into great detail. Uh, that would be a spoiler. <laughs> nah, I'm not going to go into great detail. I'm just going to discuss... Yeah, I guess it would be. But it's 2009. That's almost 10 years old. David, take out your headphones and we can get you back in a little bit. Uh, so number one. You know what? If I can go full spoilers, I'm going to go full spoilers. If you haven't seen Inglorious Bastards, it's on Netflix. Uh... They kill Hitler, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> like, any action scene that does that, I'm going to be like, you all right in my book? But then just the whole... Yeah, uh, a, it's a pretty good standard, I suppose. Yeah. Can you think of an action sequence that kills Hitler that's not good? At least for killing Hitler? No, I, I don't think so. Yeah, there we go. Uh, but I, 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 it's one of those things... I, more often than not, I'm going to be a little more biased towards end-of-the-movie action sequences, even if they're not better. Just because, you know, it's the culmination of everything, and the way this movie build, or takes these three different storylines and builds them into one, and then at the end, you know, you have uh, the, the movie theater screen, uh, you know, playing her, her death message, you're all going to burn in hell kind of thing. And they're a bunch of Nazis, so yeah, they probably will. Uh, but yeah, and then just overall, I'd say it's one of my favorites just because of the pure satisfaction that it gives, you know? I don't know. I don't know if that made sense. <laughs> I'm trying to pick some different ones, too. I mean, I could go with a baby driver. It's still fairly new, though, so I don't know that I'd want to spoil that. David, uh, how are we going to get David's attention? Oh, his headphones are in. Yeah, yes, his headphones in. Okay, never mind. Uh, yeah, so, David, what you got for us? Let me tell you about uh-huh. one of the best action sequences of all time. Yeah. And you know why it's the best action sequence of all time? No, I don't. That's why you're going to tell me. Because it is one of the longest action sequences of all time. We're going to talk Transformers about... Transformers 3? Superman. No, Superman oh. and Zod oh. destroying <laughs> oh. the city. Interesting. In Super, in okay. Superman. Because okay. I remember watching Man of Steel, and I was like, oh, yeah, they're fighting, like, you know, two basically, two Kryptonians. Oh, wait, not, not just two Kryptonians. It's like, aren't there, like, three? It's like Zod brings, like, what, two mm, of them? They're in, like, the plane, Whatever. though, and they get destroyed. I don't know. I yeah. don't remember. Yeah, but basically, I, what I remember from this fight, besides, like, everything just being destroyed and broken like like it's basically like two kids on a playground that they like they're too big to play on so they just break everything that's what this fight is mm. superman is not just destroying and i remember like the fight was like over an hour i swear like i was like sitting there like oh my gosh it's an hour like, long superman fight knocks, he literally knocks him through like three skyscrapers and they all fall i'm like oh he's yeah. gonna be dead and Zod just like huh, huh, huh. he loops round it. three 
I'm like, oh, we're still going. And so, like, this, a lot of cool action. A lot of, got the Superman, like, laser eyes. But then Zod's like, oh, yeah, I can do that, too. Zod, yeah. like, screams in pain when he does it, too. It's a little weird. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that I'd agree that that's one of the best. But, you know, it's your opinion. I, I do my favorite shot in any of the DC movies probably though is when he throws him up there and Superman punches him and then he flies to him and punches him again and then does it like three times and I'm like oh, yes but that's it and then I'm like okay but he, he but Aaron I know you're a bit of a hater Hater by is profession. That, is that what I'm known as? You're a hater by profession, and you don't like when Superman breaks Sod's neck. Um, but <laughs> I was actually one of the defenders of that when this first came out. I don't know. So I don't know what you're talking. I don't about. know. I don't know where I'm going with that either. <laughs> but I, I thought you know, I did a Michael Scott. I was like, just keep talking, and maybe something will come of it. But well, except happen. for the part where the, the context where it's like, kill him now or he'll kill this family with his heat vision. The family was except dumb. the family has a clear path out. That's what I don't like about this. Let's be honest. The family should have died. Like, that was just that was just natural selection taking its toll right there. It's like, all right, if you can't see this right in front, come on, guys. My God, I'm saying too many controversial things this time. Aaron, what's your second I, action sequence? I, I was just letting you do your own grade so I could just like push you in it. Yeah. So Aaron and I can just take over the podcast and yeah. turn it into a coffee, like some a coffee. super hipster. We got to reboot the podcast. Uh, you're, it's going to be a coffee. And... It's going to be a coffee podcast. How much is there yeah, to talk about gonna, about coffee? We're going to reboot it. Okay, Aaron. What's your second action sequence? Well, I'm trying to debate because I don't know if I want to go with two superhero films. Yeah. But at the same time, I want to pick the Captain America Civil War airport brawl. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. It's because, like, since I've been (laughs) a kid, you know, you wanted to see all these superheroes on the big screen. And this is, like, the most heroes we've ever like you couldn't as a kid you'd never even imagined it'd be possible to have this many heroes on the screen at the same time Mm -hmm. it's incredible are you ready for the 40 uh superhero scene (laughs) that sounds horrible and why are they doing this i'm i'm optimistic (laughs) that they can handle this i'm i'm still hyped for this film i i am too i'm just trying to temper expectations because i know it's not going to be anywhere close to as good as i want it to be (sighs) That's where I'm at. Selfish, selfish. How is that selfish be a of bit me? Bit of a mess, and not like a great film in and of itself. Yeah. But I still think it's going to be a good movie. Okay. An enjoyable time. It's not going to be a disappointment. Uh, you know, I'm just. I, I agree, but I'm trying not to agree. You know what I mean? I want to keep expectations low. Very low. All right. Well, I went uh, hard R. Super violence for my last one. Now I'm going kids movie for this one. We're talking The Incredibles, boy. The I thought you were gonna go with Shark Boy and Lava Girl. We're gonna go with Shark Boy and Lava Girl. The dreamer. I was gonna go with uh, the scene where he sings. Do- doesn't one of them sing in that movie? I don't remember. 
<laughs> yeah, Shark Boy sings. Yeah, there we go. Uh, no. Dream, I, dream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Weird that you know it. <laughs> but, no, I'm going with the uh, the final, not the final fight, but the one the final fight with the Omnibot, all right? Uh, it's the perfect culmination of all these people's powers coming together. You know, it's the one thing the Fantastic Four movies can never do. And no matter what, they all seem like they can all do it by themselves. You know, uh, it, not one of us can beat him, but all of us can. I think that's, I'm paraphrasing a bit, but that's one of the lines. And uh, really, the only one who does anything is the thing. So it, it, he's the only one who does anything in that movie. But... In The Incredibles, everyone has their role. Dash, he's running on the water. He's running. He's taking it away from them. Violet, she goes invisible. Like, I want to call him Mr. Freeze, but I know his name is not Mr. Freeze. Frozone. <laughs> Frozone. Frozone. Frozone's going around the city. He's making a lot of things, a lot of ice sculptures. He's real big on the ice sculptures. And... Mr. Incredible throws far. I don't remember what the mom does in the scene, and I feel like that's my bad. But she probably stretches. Does something stretchy. David, what's your second action sequence? My favorite, second favorite action sequence. I'm gonna, it's gonna be in Taken 3. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm leaving this one to you two. I'm not. Is it, I'm is not a part the, of this. Uh, fence, I'm gone. The fence climb. Is that it? No, it's at the very like end of the movie, and it's like the one when he just goes goes one on one hand combat with the guy for like 15 minutes. And it's just very well choreographed. It's like him. They're like fighting over a knife for a while, but like super clean. And I don't know. I'm just like, okay, that was really well done. Besides, like your the rest of your movie. But, like, this one, like, fight scene was really well done. Like, it's just between him and, like, I, I it was, like, the, the last bad guy. Like, when they just beat the crap out of each other. And you're like, does anyone really win? Well, the last person standing. Liam Neeson does. They finish out the perfect trilogy. I think, I think the, the movie viewers lost on that one is, is what happened. Yeah. Especially since, do you remember? They had these the same, like, rooftop scenes from, uh... 007, the 007 movie from, that from Skyfall. Yeah, yeah Skyfall like the same the same, It came out like the same week or something. It was like ridiculous. I was like, I literally. I, I it, think like, Taken Two. two or three I think Taken Two beat it like by a month or something. Like like two or three movies used those windows. I, I'm pretty sure the born the new born movie used them too. Don't, don't quote me on that, but I was like, I, I saw them like two or two or three times that month. Quote him. Quote him on it. I'm back, if you couldn't tell. I'm leaving again. I left my pen far away. Talk about things. So I thought I thought you were talking about Taken 3, and then the scene where Liam Neeson climbs a fence, and it takes him like a stunt double and 15 different cuts to get through it. Yeah. I missed you that know, again. <laughs> no, that, that, he was burnt out on acting, not on acting, on the action. But then he had to take a little time off, and now he came back for a stellar performance in The Commuter. We'll get there. That would, that would almost be a transition if we were ready for that. Yeah, we're not. Uh, guys, that's action sequences. Uh, there are good ones. We'll probably bring this one back. There's a ton of action sequences. Have you seen that? Uh... Moving on. 
I don't know what's going on in this episode. Guys, moving on to the upcoming movies of the week. Only one. Only one movie. And it is... Maze Runner. <laughs> the Death Cure. Aaron. These are, this is your favorite series of books, right? I read the first two, and then I started The Death Cure and just gave up. I was like, this writing is so bad. I yeah. can't do it anymore. And you love it. It's your favorite, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, The Maze Runner. The the book, I was like, whatever. And then I started the second one and just gave up again, like Aaron said. And uh, But I saw the first movie, and I was like, okay, well, yeah, it's, it's a decent retelling of the events got some decent action some some interesting visuals then the second one came out and i was like hmm zombies (laughs) interesting route for them to take don't ruin it's not ruin it's literally the point of the movie i now know (laughs) that there are zombies in this movie yeah ruined i i guess (laughs) i don't remember were zombies in the book i don't they're they're there they're there. Okay, I don't like I said. Because the I, whole I, thing is they're trying to find the cure for this disease that's turning people into them. I didn't know that they were turning into zombies. I just thought they were. Uh, they're not officially dying. zombies, but they're like but they're zombies decaying. Too. They're 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 zombies in everything but name. Yeah. Uh. So. <laughs> and then the second one, I'm like, okay, I was I'm actually still down with the second one. I know, like. It's a bit of a dead meme now. Now that number three is coming out, who cares about the Maze Runner anymore? They waited too long. I think that production de- delay definitely killed the franchise. Yeah. Like, this is not going to make a lot of money, I don't think. Two years late. Or three years late. Didn't he get, like, two, a, two a really late. bad car accident? Yeah, he got... Yeah, I'm not saying, like, they shouldn't have put it on hold. Like, you know, if you're but, in that situation, like I, it, that was the right call. I'm just saying... But. I do think that we're past the point of people caring now. Yeah, I don't think anyone cares. Uh, I will still see it. Um, because I'm interested in seeing how the, the series concludes. I know in the books there was, like, telepathy? Mind they, they haven't included that at all, though. So I don't think yeah. they're going to bring it in at the end. Weird that they wouldn't... But maybe it's better. I don't know. I don't know. It just... The second one is so different than what the first one was. first one was like, ah, oh, this cool mystery. And then the second one's just like, running from zombies. <laughs> Alan Tudyk's in it. <laughs> it's like, okay, interesting. I don't know. Have you seen the second one, Aaron? I barely remember it because yeah. it was pretty boring. Yeah. Kyla Scolidario, she's in it. Discount Kristen Stewart. Dis- discount Twilight Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart's a good actress. We've all learned this now. But she is... Have we? She's, she's, Have we? She's just doing Twilight Girl in this movie. Kaya. Or Kayla. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. Fin- uh, Ferb from Phineas and Ferb is in it. Um... Guy from Wish Wish Upon who says you dig on multiverses, he's in it. Um, uh, the the dude with the silver tongue from Game of 
Game of Thrones. <laughs> is that a guy? Is there a guy named Silvertongue? His name is not Silvertongue. What's no, his name? That's that's a different fantasy thing. His name's Littlefinger. Yeah. What's Silvertongue? Is that Harry Potter? I don't remember. I can't remember I, that's either. Some... No, that's Parcel Tongue. <laughs> I don't know. I'm confused. Uh, he's in it. Uh, Mom from... Um... Goodness gracious. What is it? It's not Carla Gugino, right? She's not in this one. This is how we're going to do every movie. <laughs> I'm just going to try and name who's in it based on other things I've done. Uh, guy from... Oh, God. What is Dylan O'Brien been in? Teen Wolf. I think he's in that Teen Wolf show. Ooh, Maze Runner. Just got a thermometer score. 43%. So, it's going to be a good one, boys. Um, yeah. Um, also, I'm not going to say that. Uh, guy from Once Upon a Time is in it. Um, Peter Pan guy? No. Uh, I forget who he played. He played the Magic Mirror. Uh, oh, Gina Carlo Esposito. Yeah. Don't don't make him the Once Upon a Time mirror guy. Yeah, that's who he no, is. Don't do that. <laughs> what? What would you prefer? I'd say he's from Gus from Breaking Bad. Yeah, I haven't seen no Breaking Gust- Bad. Gustavo. More like Breaking Sad that culture. I haven't seen it. More like more like Breaking Sad. Um, that's and, a good one. You should tweet that. Yeah. I thought it was uh, pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, and that's the cast, and I'm guessing they're going to go to a place and uh, find it a cure for death. Do you think they'll make the prequel books into movies? <laughs> no, like I said, I don't think this is going to do no, well at the box no, office. it is done. I will see it, though. Uh, guys, let's move on to the what have we been watching segment this week. Guys, I said I was going to dig into the world of television, and I did. I watched two seasons of two different TV shows. Let's start with maybe the more controversial of my opinions. The End of the Effing World. That's the only way I'm going to say it, because... (laughs) Uh, Family show. Um... Yeah. To be fair, I mean they censor it themselves. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's okay. It's whatever. I really don't think it's that great. Everyone's like, oh, it. I feel like I'm in the place with this one where you were at with Stranger Things. Although I don't think people love this quite as much as Stranger Things. But there's quite a bit of hyperbole about how great this show is going around right now. And I'm like, uh, yeah, no. It's like part Baby Driver, part discount Yorgos Lanthimos, part discount like Coen Brothers almost. And it's all like, oh, I've seen this all before. This is nothing really new. Um, they just made it with teenage kids this time. Okay. So, I don't know. I don't think it's that good. I don't understand why this was a series and not a movie. Because yeah. isn't it only like two and a half hours long? Yeah, well, they want to do a second season, I'm guessing. There's, there's... So, a sequel movie? There's yeah, a... just do a sequel. Yeah, good point. 
as a movie, this would never have worked, man. It's, I don't know. I don't know why. It, it barely works as a series. But There's I mean, so you much just stitch downtime. all the episodes together, and that's just like a regular movie length. Yeah, and I watched it all in one sitting, so I basically watched a movie. But, oh, you really didn't watch a TV show. But I, there's, like, something, like, weird about the way this show's edited. And it's, like, it's it would be different if every episode started with, here's where this episode's going, and here's how they got there. Like, quite a few start that way, but not all of them. So when it happens, it's, like, weird? Okay. And then they'll do it, like, two episodes in a row, and then they won't do it for the next one, and you'll be like, why? Why is this happening? Why is this written like this? It's so weird. Apparently, it's based on a comic book. Um, so, I don't know. Guy from Black Mirror is, is pretty good in it, I guess. Um, girl from The Lobster, actually. Nosebleed Girl. Uh, which is actually her character's name. So, uh... She's in it. She's the other lead. They do a good job of making them look like they're 17. Because they most certainly are not. They are like 27 or something. And uh, they look like kids. And uh, the show gets better the longer it goes on, I think. But also, don't waste your time. There's a lot of... There's other shows to watch. So, Speaking of other shows, I just want to briefly mention... The Good Place is back, and it's rockin'. Ugh, mm, that would be a bad rhyme. And it's rockin'. Frack? I don't know. What? What, nope. what was the rhyme? <laughs> I'm not gonna say it on the podcast. Uh... And, uh... No, Aaron, have you been keeping up with The Good Place? I have. Yeah, that, that uh, past episode, that was really funny. Really good. Anything else to, to add about that or no? Nope. Leaving me out to dry. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I, it, it's good. I don't think it's quite as good as season one yet, but I think there's a... This show has an obvious uh, path that it wants to take. And I'm fully approving of that path. And I also want to briefly mention Superstore's back. I love Superstore. Everyone shut up. Superstore's a good show. And it's good. Superstore sucks. And you've never seen it. And it's a good I show. I have. And it's a good show. And I think it's funny. And it's good. Uh, I want to mention... Huh, okay. <laughs> so I was just sitting, typing. Uh, someone else, was, my sister was using the TV. And she was watching New Girl. And I was like, oh, whatever. She started it from the beginning because she wants to watch the new season. And she didn't remember new anything or something. The last season, yeah, she didn't remember anything that had happened, so she's starting it over. And I was, I was watching, and I was like, huh, huh, that was pretty funny. And then uh, by the third episode, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's going to be interesting characters. And then I, I'm just hooked now. <laughs> Where I'm like, oh, man, these interesting character dynamics. And, oh, man, uh, I don't know. It's a show that hooked me. Never expected it to hook me. I love Zoe Deschanel, so I probably should have guessed, but I'm watching New Girl now, and I think it's pretty good. Don't don't know if any of you guys have ever seen it, but it's uh, I think it's pretty funny. My brother was watching through it this summer, and I caught a few episodes, but okay. it's fun. Yeah, it's I not think, like I think it's overrated. It's not groundbreaking television or anything, but it's certainly uh. 
a good time. I enjoy myself. Yeah, something nice to put on when I you're just I think it's one of those out. shows that's overrated, but, like, if you say that it's overrated, people lose their crap. Like, when I say The Office is overrated, people, like, want to throw me off a cliff. Stop saying it, then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, movies. I've been saying, hey, no more movies. But that's not true. I watched a movie just today with my good friend David. Yes, let's talk about these we went we, we went to the cinemas, and we uh, stepped on in. All the old people sitting in the back row. None of them were together. They were all sitting several seats apart, but all in the back row. It was a little weird. Made me feel like they were planning something. Uh, but we also walk in, and I hear, mm, just this cranking smooth jazz. I'm like, what's going on here? And then I see it. The most beautiful advertisement I've ever seen in my life. The whole screen is white, except for two words, Dish HD. And that advertisement changed my life. All right? Um, and it just sat there for 10 minutes. And David's trying to talk to me. I'm like, I cannot hear you. This smooth jazz is so loud. It was incredibly loud. I was very surprised. And that they were just pumping out these good vibes. Yeah, lots of good vibes. from. Well, also some like, hmm, hmm. Why is this so loud? Also, I've never seen this before, ever. This is my theater of choice. Is this new? And if it is, I don't want it to be new. I want the regular B-roll. But anyway, the commuter we saw, and that's a, (sighs) the first act is good. I think the first act is actually really good, very strong, good mystery. Interesting, uh, interesting take. I expected it to be full on action, and here we are watching a mystery movie, an investigation, if you will. And then the second act comes, and you're like, okay, a little weaker. And then the end of the second act comes, and you're like, oh my god, what, is this the same movie I've been watching? And then the third comes, and you're like, this is just stupid now. I think they just gave up. It was a very odd transition from act to act to act. And Liam Neeson's character... Uh, like yeah, I, like I don't I don't know like if I should, like, care. You know how like when some characters are written, they're like, oh, like I really care about this character. I like I care about what he does. Mm. Like, I was like, like I care about Liam Neeson as a person, but like his character that I was playing, I was I wasn't like, oh, like like in the beloved Taken trilogy, we're like, oh man, the beloved, this, man, huh? this man's <laughs> okay. this man's family was taken from him. It was, it was. Um, I so I feel for this man. Yeah. But in this in this movie, I just don't really have any any feel like I want to reform because he's Liam Neeson. But like, do I have any other reasons to reform? Yeah. yeah. So we're cutting that. And <laughs> Aaron heard it. You did not. But yeah, <laughs> your side just gave up and died. And it was like what? Yeah, exactly. Um, your connection cut out. Oh, okay. I'll go with it. All right, continue. 
So yeah, and but one cool thing that this movie brought to us was that we have new technology that SWAT uses. Yeah. Aaron. Yeah. Like like what? Like, have you ever seen the Batman like Arkham games play? Uh, I've played them myself. Yeah. So okay, so you know the detective mode. Yes. The SWAT teams have detective mode. De- detective mode. Straight up, where they can tell. In a train car, who the bad guys are and who the good guys are and who to shoot. Yeah. Just not heat vision, mind you. Not heat vision. Detect- not not it's night like, vision. It's like electricity vision. <laughs> I'm it, like, it's literally mm. like detective vision from Arkham Asylum. Yeah. It's, yeah. As soon as they introduced that, I just looked at David and I was like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> this isn't real, right? Like, ooh, everything up to this point has been, I don't want to say realistic, but, you know, grounded in our times. This movie also gave me one of the best one-liners of 2018 so far. Yeah. Um, Would you like to repeat it? It's from this conductor guy. Yeah. And he's he's talking to Liam Neeson's character. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm tired. The people, the train going to kill me one day. Obvious setup. what What happens is later in the movie, he goes... It's gonna be the train, and then he jumps and does. No, no, no! You're not even getting the one one liner right. The one liner is, I always always knew it was gonna be the train. (laughs) And why was that? You're saying it's gonna be the people or the train? It's gonna be the train if you know it. (laughs) Like, oh. So, yeah. This movie sucks. It's not. I, I really wish this wasn't my first 2018 movie. But here we are. It's the best film of the year. Is it not? Yeah, so far, yeah. No, I can honestly and completely say that Infinity War will be better than the computer. <laughs> and so I'm going to give Infinity War best movie of the year, even though it won't stay there. I'm just going to keep it there for right now and uh, right there in my pocket. Keep, yeah. keep your stupid comments in your I, pocket. I hope they have a commuter too when he's on an airplane. You mean nonstop, right? Moving on. Yeah. Uh, David, that's all I've watched. What have you been watching? So I have finished up season two of Black Mirror. Okay. I watched, I think I only had to watch one more episode in that, in that season two, and I watched White Christmas. There you go. And very good episode. Like, interesting how the stories were woven together. Very um, emotionally driven. Driving. Emotionally driven. That's the word I'm looking for. Goodness. Um, And some of the realities that could possibly be in the near future. That episode's very scary. Yeah. I'd say White Christmas is the scariest Black Mirror episode. I haven't seen all of them yet, but yeah. when I do, I will neither be able I. to debate. <laughs> yeah, uh, neither have I. But at least in season two. Just the very implication of what John Hamm's character is going to live the rest of his life with is uh, its horrifying. It's its horrendous. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone should watch Black Mirror. It's a great show. I'm enjoying it. I'm finally glad I listened to both Jacob's and Aaron's suggestion. Except I'm going to finish it before Jake does anyway. So. Oh, for for sure. 
Yeah. Unless he's never going to get to send Junipero out ever. I, oh, I'm, I'm excited too. <laughs> See, I'm really that scared. Three? It has to be season three, right? Cause you yeah, keep, that's like middle of season three. You keep hyping it up. But I just, I Now I'm just, I'm in this corner where I'm like, hey, <laughs> I should watch that. But I'm like, oh, maybe don't though. I'm, I'm trying to hold back on the hype now to see if you would go ahead and watch it, but well, you're not obviously working. not holding back enough because I think you're still hyping. You're on that hype well, train. Well, I'm, I'm trying to hold back the hype and then just like lay on, you know, the guilt. Oh yeah, yeah. Guilt does not work with me. Not that I don't have any guilt. It's just that my guilt folds in on me, <laughs> so I can't do anything about it. David, you got anything else? Nope, just some black mirror. Hey, Roan, what you got, my dude? He's pulling up his his sacred texts. Um, the with, list. He's pulling up the list. He's he's uh the leads. I I have the leads. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh, I have the leads. Okay. And. Alright, so I'm going to start with the 2018 films I watched. Because okay. I'm beating Lacey in the competition already. I cannot confirm nor deny that. He is. So first up, uh, Before I Wake, which is this Mike Flanagan film that got uh, filmed like in 2013 and yeah. kept on getting pushed back until Netflix finally picked it up just now. Yeah. It's a, it's a classic Amityville uh, yeah. What's the name of that one? Amityville: The Awakening, the Awakening situation. Yeah. Is it as bad as that? No, thankfully it is not as bad as that. Okay. Good. Good. You you can tell like why it got uh, pushed back, both because like it's not very scary in like the traditional sense, like it's trying to be more of like a fantasy horror thing than a straight up horror. Yeah. So it must have been hard to market. Okay. But then also you can tell why I got pushed back because, like, the ending of it is, like, a complete mess. Like, they clearly had no idea how they wanted to end this. Yikes. <laughs> okay. But there's a lot of good ideas in it. It's interesting. It's a unique concept and everything. There's some cool, well-crafted sequences and stuff. And, you know, Jacob Tremblay, he's a solid actor. It's fun yeah. to see it. This is back when he was still room age too. Now he's like uh Yeah, he's like he's like 6 in this movie. He's like 11 now. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. It actually ends with and introducing Jacob Tremblay. Like they kept that in the credits. Oof, yeah, he's not Yeah, you guys can, you know you can change credits, right? That's something you can do. It's not something that's, you know, set in stone. Oh, okay. Uh No, this is what I'm interested in watching cuz, you know, I like Mike Flanagan. It's not Mike Flanagan's worst film, and it's not his best. Well, what would you say is it's uh, his worst one? It's in between uh, Gerald's Game and Hush. You know, those are like the opposite ends of the spectrum. Oh, I think. So, oh. So, so are you saying Hush is being the bad movie? You're saying Hush, Hush is, Hush is the bad movie. You're saying Hush is his uh, finest piece of work. Um, no, Gerald's Game is way Hush. better than Hush. If it, Gerald's Game is way better. And Hush is amazing, is what you're saying. Yeah, how about you watch Gerald's game? And then we can have an intellectual debate. I don't want to. <laughs> you want to be immature that? and uneducated. One could say ignorant. Yeah, 
I don't want to watch Gerald's game. I, I don't know how, how much more I have to prove to you all that I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> so here we are. Aaron. Yes. You watched another 2018 movie, one you, you're calling the worst 2018 movie of all time? I mean, I think this might have a solid shot at remaining towards the bottom of my list. Okay. This film is The Open House. Yeah. Do they so have an just open some, house in this movie? Some, yeah, they have, they have an open house in this movie. Wow. But it's just some random thriller. And I was like, sure, I'll check this out because it's on Netflix and I want to beat Lacey this year. Yeah. Oh, like you've never beaten me before. Yeah, I want to beat him this year. <laughs> you've beaten me the two years we've done this. Okay. Yeah, but I want I'd want to really beat you. Oh, this year. you want to just pummel me? Yeah. This is what so pummeling looks this, like. Apparently, but it's, it's not going to be worth it because I watched this film. Yeah. And it's so bad. Like, yeah. I don't understand how this got released. How this got made. Yeah. Who made it? I guess. Who should we blame? I don't know. I think I think it's like a first time. Okay. Writer, director, or they haven't done much at least. It's not a big name. Okay. And it's just, it's like such a weird movie because it's like trying to be like three different movies in one. Like it wants to be like a home invasion thriller, but it also wants to be like Get Out. Like there's several scenes in here where they like explicitly rip off Get Out. What? Yeah. Get Out just came out. It, it didn't take them long to make this movie. This movie has, like, nothing in it. They just walk around a house for, like, an hour and a half. Oh, my God. So, two directors, Suzanne Coote and Matt Angel. Suzanne Coote, uh, literally the only thing on her IMDb is this movie, as director, actor, and writer. Right, And, and right. then Matt Angel, uh, the only thing on him. Well, he's been in a couple things, but nothing I've ever heard of. Um... As actor, director, and writer. So. Okay. Yeah. So it's just like a bunch of terrible horror cliches and just like boring, pointless plot threads. And it's all over the place. And then it just becomes a completely different movie in the final ten minutes. Like you can see what they were going for, but they did not build up to it whatsoever. So it's just the the most disappointing ending like you could possibly make like it's just like it's it's worse than if it had been like a bad answer to the mysteries it's just <laughs> it's worse than being bad <laughs> yeah okay i don't i don't want to spoil it and but so 10 even out though of 10. it's terrible you might want to watch it just to get a shot at beating me this year yeah i'm planning on it but i i might David, watch David this. never watch this you have no excuse so. <laughs> All right. Thank you for the advice. Yeah. All right, so moving on. Uh, some other films to watch this week. I watched 8 Mile, finally. Okay, yeah. This is one of those Mom's Spaghetti. Like, I should probably watch this at some point. I was surprised that the, the rap battles weren't as big of a part of it as I thought they were. Okay. That was mainly just about the life of this person who's like, it's Eminem, but it's not Eminem, you know? Where it's like it's based on his life, right. but it's not no, actually. No, it's not him. really, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mom's Spaghetti. That's a really important part of this movie, I've heard. Very, very important. Yeah. I was. 
I don't know. I was shocked to learn after, because I was reading up on it after I finished watching it. I was mm-hmm. shocked to learn that people really liked Eminem's performance in this, because he's not a great actor, in my opinion. No. Well, I mean, but yeah, he's a great rapper. But he he a is rapper. a great rapper, and the rap battles are the best part of this movie. Well, and those th- I mean, those scenes are really great, really fun. I mean, I feel like that's like you can't have anyone play. Eminem besides Eminem, like, I don't know, like... No, no, I, I get that, I yeah. get that, but I, that's why I think they should have focused more on the rap battles than on, like, all this drama about his home life and stuff. Now, well, who... I mean, but you gotta know the roots of where Eminem came from for all of his rap battles. I don't know. That, no, that's true. It's but your, I just think just they should have... it better. Oh, yeah. Who, oh, who played Mom's Spaghetti in this one? Uh, Danny DeVito. Oh. Yeah, I forgot he was in this. Oh! Alright, so, uh, so <laughs> I'm going to watch this week. I watched uh, Hallelujah, which is this old 20s film. Mm, Leonard Cohen. Uh, it, what? Leonard yeah, Cohen. Sir, yeah, sir. yeah. But I wanted to check this out because it was playing on TCM, and this was the the first film ever made with an entirely African-American cast. So I thought this would be like an interesting bit of film history to look at. Okay. And it's in this, the film is in this awkward position where it's like, there's parts of it that are really good and really well done. Like there's these, there's this scene where like this pastor is being like seduced by this person in the middle of this uh, church service. And it's like this really powerful and really cool scene. But it's also, so it's like a good movie in a certain sense. But at the same time, it's also a really horrible movie because it has, like, it's playing off of so many negative stereotypes of African-Americans from the 20s that it's just, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, maybe this wouldn't have been as bad if this wasn't the only representation, you know? Yeah. Where it's, like, okay, you you can do a film about this guy who's, like, lying and cheating and, you know... Who's, you know, basically he loses all his money and r- almost ruins his family's lives and all this just because he wants this girl and all this sort of stuff. You can do a character like that. Yeah. But if, like, that's your first, if this is the first film ever made with an entirely African American cast and that's the story you go for. Yeah. That's when it becomes very problematic. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. Yeah. So I'm like, on, on the one hand, it's a good movie. On the other hand, it's a terrible movie. So there we um, go. That's it, was, that. it was worth a watch, though. So. That's the fifty-fifty right there. All right. So then on the TV side, uh, I wanted to mention uh, Black Lightning, which premiered this oh, week. Oh yeah, that's right. It was surprisingly good. Like yeah. this was probably the best that the CW, the best superhero episode that the CW has put out in quite a while. My best, uh, best solo said that Black Lightning was like the highest rated superhero TV show that the CW has, or whatever. I, I, like, I mean, in like the the ratings or like the critical reception, because I, I believe either. I I think like the the crit the uh the ratings the television ratings were as high as the Flash has been this season. Uh, the Flash has been a little lower this season, understandably because it's still not very good. 
<laughs> but they have you, Aaron. What don't you understand? They have you. It doesn't. They, they, they do. What's the point in even making good television when you just have people? <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, I expect other people out there would not sit back and watch bad television. Like I'm gonna be there. I watch Scream. I yeah. watch Scream the TV series. I'm gonna be there no matter what. Well, guess what? Enough. But I don't uh, enough. Expect that from everyone. <laughs> enough of other people watched Scream that it got a second season. <laughs> so you're it, not it alone. Got, it got a third. Well, there we I'm go. Yeah. So there you go. But yeah, Black Lightning. It kind of, it reminded me a lot of like a Luke. Like it, it's very similar to Luke Cage in terms of like it's trying to do like this street level hero and try to like address like real world issues and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think that this one might be able to surpass that because it doesn't have like the uh, like thirteen hour bingeable kind of structure. Where they're like, oh, we have to we have to make this like a thirteen hour movie instead of like a television show. Yeah. So I'm hoping that helps Black Lightning. I don't know. We'll see if like it can keep it up over the course of the rest of the season. But it was a really solid pilot. Yeah. I just had a thought. Tell me your thought. Yeah. Uh so forty heroes <laughs> in the Infinity War scene. Can we name 40? I'm not saying we should right now, but if we can't, do we think that the Defenders will be there? No, no. I no. think that'd be too confusing. You don't think that someone at Marvel's like, okay, we gotta throw them a bone every once in a while just to... No, I don't, I don't see them ever they're, making it in film. Their bone is that they get to be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But they're not, really. Like, yeah, they are. I They're guess. wrapped in. They're wrapped in, right in the middle. There you are. Uh, put it together, and what do you got? Speaking of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, the other TV show I was watching this week, I finally am getting around to uh, The Punisher. Oh, yeah, I, for- I completely forgot that even came out. Okay, good, bad, in between? It's fine. Okay. Like it's probably like the best live action version of the Punisher that you can make. <laughs> well, but that's he's not just hard. such a boring character. I hate the Punisher. When he's so the hero. Much. I yeah, I hate the Punisher. Like he's he works well as like a villain. Like I think in Daredevil season two he worked really well, but I just don't really care about him as the protagonist. Like he's not interesting enough. I just Just why? Like Everything the Punisher stands for, I hate, and so I can't get behind him as a character ever. I don't know. Yeah, the show is in the weird position where it's trying to critique like the vigilantism, and like there's this episode where they like try to get into the gun control debate and all this sort of stuff, and it's like they want to do that, but they can't really do it well because they still need the Punisher to be to their main guns. hero. Yeah, and it's like this guy should not be the hero. No. I hate the Punisher so much. <laughs> okay. I think we should move on from the Punisher before we make the hardcore Punisher fans mad. Because they exist and they're out there, people. Yeah. Well, that's all I watched this week. Okay. Well, that's it. We'll see you next week on this segment when we talk about all the things that you're looking for. Things up. Things down. Things called Maze Runner Death Cure Clown. That's the new song. And guys, we're moving on uh, to uh, casting segment this week. Guys, um, 
we're casting. Wow, great transition. We're casting Die Hard. The um, classic best Christmas movie of all time, Die Hard. Yeah, that, that one. Die Hard. That Die wow. Hard. And that mm, nope, um, <laughs> nope. Uh, so guys, let's uh, go through. Let's let's recast Die Hard. If we were making Die Hard today, who would we put in the movie? David, who do you got for John McClane? My main man. John McClane Bane. John McClane. You know, I need an action star. Yeah. I need No, no what action star. I just love Sylvester Ooh. Stallone. Interesting. <laughs> Okay. I mean, he's already got he's already got the beef with the Russians after episode four of Rocky. <laughs> Rocky episode four, <laughs> Attack of the Russians. <laughs> okay, like, you might as well throw the man, throw the man a bone. Mm, mm. Let him. He, he's he already a seasoned action hero. He can fill the role. And don't you want to hear Sylvester Stallone say um, John McCain's iconic cock line? Yippee-ki-yay. Yeah, and that's where we're going to end that line right there. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing else comes after it. Yeah. Well, Casey Sylvester Stallone just going, Yippee-ki-yay. Yeah. I, would, I don't know and see, boys, but I can see it. That was, that was a good Sylvester Stallone, I guess. Um, and see, this is where I disagree with you. I can see him saying that. And that's why we can't pick him. John McClane is an everyman. We throw him into this situation. He's not some action star. That's why it's cool when he does these things. That's what do you why mean? I'm picking. John McCain is a cop, a seasoned cop. But he's an everyman at the same time. It's not like it's one guy, you know. It's like Sylvester Stallone. I can believe him taking down an entire building of people. I couldn't believe, and it would be amazing if he did it. If John Krasinski played John McClane. Let that simmer. I, I could see it. Let that simmer. He's about the right age. Same age as uh, Bruce Willis. <laughs> I said Vin Diesel. Same same age as uh, oh, please. Bruce I hope Willis. I'm going to cast Vin Diesel over casting Vin Diesel. We I, see him. I, I almost did. Almost did. Yeah. I, as soon as I said it, I'm like, oh, that would have been a good one. <laughs> but I think John Krasinski has that everyman flavor. But also... I'd like to see him unhinge a little bit. Do a little something outside of his comfort range. He does a lot of the same thing and everything. License to wed. The office. 13 hours. The secret soldiers of Benghazi. <laughs> it's all the same character. Is that, is that the one with the uh, horse soldiers? Yeah. No, that's a new one. I'm confused. <laughs> so John Krasinski. They, they really should make those titles more specific so we wouldn't get them yeah. uh, mixed up. I'm, yeah. They both have a 13 or something. And then there's 1517 to Paris. I don't know what that one is. That has not even actors in it. I don't understand what's going on there. <laughs> Aaron, who you got is John McClane. Okay, so I was going. I was thinking, you know, how it worked in the first one. It's like Bruce Willis, who's coming off of Moonlighting. You know, he was just mm -hmm. in like this comedy TV series. And then all of a sudden people are like, whoa, he can be an action star too. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to do something similar. But with like a, a third step in between. I'm going to go with Bob Odenkirk. 
Oh. Bob Odenkirk. It's like he starts out, he's in like Mr. Show and stuff. People are like, oh, you're a good comedic okay. actor. And then he gets put into Breaking Bad as Saul. And then everyone's like, whoa, you're actually a good dramatic actor, too. Mm. So now I'm I saying, agree. He's a good actor. We put him in an action film. Mm. Give him Die Hard. Because mm. he has that everyman persona. He's already balding. And, you know, he's make, he's making this transition. He's honoring the legacy by going from comedic to unexpected action star. I am going all in on Bob Odenkirk. I think that's an amazing choice. <sighs> yeah. He was also in The Post. He's good in The Post. David, who you got for yes. Hans? Hans Gruber. Hans, Hans, uh, Hans McFluber. Hans Gruber. Who you got? Know who I want mine playing Hans Gruber? <laughs> okay, I didn't know that's the way we were casting it, but okay. Who would you not mind playing Hans Gruber? Okay. I was thinking about it. Uh-huh. I was thinking, you know, we need... Mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves. Okay. Because he looks like now, Hans Gruber. I can't wait to hear a German accent come out of Keanu Reeves' mouth. That's something I'm excited to hear, but okay. So I just want Keanu Reeves. Okay. I guess that's the end of his argument. Guys, Hans Gruber. Alan Rickman. Such a, such a high charisma actor. Someone who takes the role and makes it his own. Now I'm looking for someone German. I'm looking for someone high charisma. Someone who every time he's in a movie, he just steals the focus from everyone. Someone who can do menacing. I'm looking at Christoph Waltz. Now maybe that might be an obvious choice. But, I mean, look at his work in Inglorious Bastards. Menacing. Look at his work in Sky, not Skyfall, Spectre. Now, Spectre's a bad movie, but, like, he does his best. He tries to act menacing. He has a little bit of a quirk to him. So I'm going with Christoph Waltz. Aaron. I almost won, though. Yeah. It's, it's the obvious choice. But who did you go with? I went with... Kind of an obvious choice if you want, like the the foreigny villain, you know, not okay. not, not in the yeah. he's not German, but I'm gonna go with Mass Mickelson. Ooh, yeah, see, I see that too. Because he he has like the distinguished, mm-hmm. you know, nature, so he can pull off like the classy kind of Hans Gruber stuff, mm-hmm. and then he can you know be very menacing as seen in like every single role he's ever done. I like it. You like it? I like it. I, <laughs> I hate to have Aaron win this one, but I, that's just a good casting. That's just good. Mads Mikkelsen. He is uh, Hans Gruber. Now, 
sorry, one second, I'm writing stuff down so I don't forget who he chose, because I almost forgot Mads Mickelson's name as I was saying it. I was like, Mads, uh, uh, Mickle, um, uh, Mickle boy. Um, okay, so, moving on. We're casting Holly McLean. David, who you got? I'm thinking that we should cast Jennifer Aniston for the wife. It's that's uncannily. I can see that. <laughs> Is that bad? How much <laughs> I can see that? Oh, I can see it too. That's exactly why I cast it. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I, th- I think it'd be interesting. I think she's got acting chops. I think it could like fit a lot of roles we may need. Okay. So, I went with. Um... Alright, I can't remember. <laughs> I had a couple different choices, and I was going to go with what I uh, what I would have gone with, you know, depending on who our John McClane is. So I'm picking off of our, the age of Bob Odenkirk, someone who can really fit that age, that role, but also someone who I think needs more, uh, more roles, bigger roles. Not that Holly McLean is a huge role, but, you know, she needs a chance to shine every now and then. We can beef up her part a little bit. Look at Judy Greer. I went with Judy Greer, too. There not we go. Ju- not joking. <laughs> Judy Greer is the pick. Isn't she perfect, though? Like, she just fits it. As, as long as we beef up the role. Because I don't, yeah. don't want to put her in another thankless mom role. No. no that's but the thing. she is it still sucks. perfect for the part. Yeah. She's in all of those roles. Uh, Jurassic World. Two in the same year, actually. Jurassic World and Ant-Man. It's like, how... Or not Holly. <laughs> Judy, pick pick better roles, buddy. You're good. You're, you're a good actress. So. All right. I'm moving on. We're looking at... Sorry, I have to switch back and forth. Uh, we're looking at Sergeant Al Powell. Powell, David, who you got for the Sarge? Big ups to the Sarge. David's searching as he. Aaron, who you got for the Sarge? We'll have David go last because he's obviously not paying attention. I was just confirming of who on who the sergeant was. Well, the sergeant I was thinking, is going to be Aaron, Charles Gambino. Okay. And Aaron, who you got for the Sarge? <laughs> well, I was thinking, you know, we got uh, in the original film. It's it's the cop from Family Matters. You know, mm-hmm. he's just he's just playing the same the same role. So I'm thinking we need another comedic, the personnel for a comedic TV show to make the transition. Okay. So I went with Keenan Thompson. I was is it? <laughs> I was just watching a bunch of SNL clips because I had nothing to do with my. <laughs> And I was like, Keenan Keenan Thompson is just like the best part of that show, man. Even still, he's just... I I think that's why he hasn't loved you. Yeah, he's so funny. He's like one of the funniest parts. But yeah, okay. That's an interesting choice. I also went with TV personality, um, comedy show. But I think he's a good actor. I think he doesn't, you know, he doesn't do enough. We're looking at Randall Park from that Fresh Off the Boat show. Now, I haven't seen Fresh Off the Boat, but I've seen other things he's in. He's in the house. 
He's in uh he he's he's in Disaster Artist. He's in uh He's in a lot of stuff, but he is in that show. <laughs> and I've seen enough episodes where I'm like, I think he's a good actor. I think he's got some chops. I want to see him do more stuff. Randall Park. Figure out the name. You're gonna hear it a lot when he's in uh, Die Hard. You'll hear it in the you'll hear it in the credit the the opening and ending credits. You won't hear it in the movie. They're not gonna be like, hey Randall. They're not gonna change the character name. But Randall Park. I'm gonna go with Keenan Thompson. I mean, let's just be honest. <laughs> that was Selfish. the be- that was the best pick. I I, lo- I love Keenan. I think he's a funny guy. He's one of the best parts of uh, going in style too. <laughs> like he's just funny. I don't understand. I forgot he was in that movie. Yeah, that movie is just so forgettable. It is. It is. Uh, so Chief Dwayne Robinson, Aaron, who you got? Uh, I went with uh, Ben Mendelsohn. Just because he kind of reminds me of that guy. I don't know. I, I googled to see who this person was because yeah. I didn't know them by name. And yeah. I was like, hey, you know who that reminds me of? Uh, ben Mendelsohn yeah. from Rogue One. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to go with him. Also in Ready Player One. But, uh. but he can do like he can do like the officer kind of role because that's who he was in Rogue One. So, you know. Yeah. That's a really good pick. David. Who you got? Excuse me. Yawning. I don't know. I looked like I, I was think... smoking when I did that action. Who you got? Well, I think Kevin Bacon has Ooh. the ability to play this role. Because Kevin Bacon, you know, real serious and real into his roles when he needs mm-hmm. to. I think he has the right, like, he can do the cop. He needs to sue. Uh, I think I think Kevin Bacon can do it. Okay. Let me see Kevin Bacon more things. Twenty eighteen. Kevin Bacon twenty eighteen. Sizzle that bacon is the hashtag. Everyone get sizzle that bacon trending. That makes it sound like we're going to fry him, and then make him. Anyway. Uh. All right. So this person again. I, I kind of went with the more like they haven't done enough stuff. This person, he's been in two big blockbusters. Three, if you count Spectre, but... I try... Two Spectre people for some reason. But I try not to count Spectre in anything. I'm thinking Dave Bautista. We've seen him in Guardians of the Galaxy. And, you know, he's behind all that green makeup. Green and red makeup. He's not really given a chance to shine as a dramatic actor. He's doing a lot of comedy. He's very funny at the comedy. But I want to see him play a serious cop. You know, he comes in, he'll have big sunglasses and be like, Obviously, we've got a situation on our hands. I don't think that's a line he says in that movie, but it's been a while since I've seen Die Hard. (laughs) So I'm just looking for cop. I don't want to see Dave Bautista be a cop. And that's where I'm at in my life. Guys, who we got for the Davy Boy? What? Who? What? Oh, his name's not Dave. Dwayne. Dwayne. Who we got for I, Dwayne? I think we should do Kevin Bacon. I, you know, I'm okay with Kevin Bacon. I, yeah. And, you know, he played a cop, or did he, was he a cop in that show? 
the following. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember if he or was like a cop or if he was the yeah. Couldn't remember if he was the cultist or the. <laughs> then but not who say was that. the real cult? Yeah, that's that's the the question. If the circles taught me anything, it's that you're either all in, or you make uh, chandeliers with. Uh, Boyhood boy. Uh, boyhood boy, yeah. Uh, who, so who's going to direct this little diehard picture, little feature, little twist little twist on the tail, a little bit of a Bob Odenkirk playing around in a hotel. It's not a hotel, it's a skyscraper playing around I think, Christmas. I think that Bruce Willis should direct this movie. Mm, really keep the legacy going, okay? Keep the legacy. Mm. I kind of went with a more serious pick. I was thinking uh, uh, Edgar Wright. Now, I'd hate to tie him down to a remake, but if you're going to do a diehard remake, you got to give it some pizzazz. You got to give it some style. And Edgar Wright, just imagine Edgar Wright's style in his films, the -the over-the-topness. And then just imagine that in the diehard world. You don't, now, listen, you don't have to imagine because we have a good day to die hard. <laughs> it's light, Edgar Wright. But imagine a real Edgar Wright doing it. I almost went with Edgar Wright. But okay. then I decided to tweak it slightly. And I went with Joe Cornish from Attack the Block. Oh, oh, because obviously he knows how to handle the... Uh, Attack the yeah, Joe Cornish. Yeah, the building invasion thing. So. And we gotta go, D- Aaron. You just won this one, I think. All, all but one. All but that Kevin Bacon. Yeah. But that's an, that's an acceptable loss, you know. Yeah, because he sizzles. He's a real sizzler. Yeah, because because hashtag get that bacon sizzle that whatever, sizzle whatever. that bacon sizzle that bacon. Okay. Um. Yeah. So all right, here's our diehard cast. Bob Odenkirk is John McClane. Mads Mikkelsen is Hans Gruber. A good choice, I think. Uh, Judy Greer, obviously the best choice for Holly. It's Judy Greer. Everyone just uh, calm down. Uh, Sorry. Sergeant Keenan Thompson. And Dwayne Kevin Bacon. Now, we should have went with The Rock. But it's okay. We'll take Kevin Bacon. And then the director, Joe Cornish. Making this beautiful, pristine Die Hard remake. Guys. Guys. That's our cast. And let's move on to the bad movie of the week. Tell me about it. Guys, we all went to a Lutheran high school. Oh, boy. Um, is is the Lutheran High School the bad movie of the week? Yeah, I'd, I'd accept that. <laughs> the whole place, <laughs> it's it's the bad movie. Um, no, no. Uh, but we've talked a little bit about Hangman's Curse. Um, and how yeah. bad that was. How how? Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. How it uh, you know uh, reinforces stereotypes and yeah. But let's talk about. <laughs> To save a life, my dude. <laughs> Is so, this the one where it's like the kid gets like drunk at a party yeah. and like his girlfriend gets pregnant and all that mm-hmm. and stuff? And his okay. best friend kills okay. himself. 
Yeah, yes. Yeah. Like, I get it. Right? I get it. They think they're doing a good thing making this movie. They're like, hey, really uh, spreading the good word. But at the same time, how hilariously misguided do you have to be to make a movie like this? It's... Alright, we're going through the plot line. Here we go. Movie starts. Jake. So this, hits, it's, this movie hit home with me perfectly because my name's Jake. Um, so it was really a one-to-one correlation. I also... Uh, got my girlfriend pregnant in high school, and uh, yeah, so it's really just, I this movie just, it spoke to me. Uh, no, so Jake, hardcore atheist, and we all know that I mean, if you're an there's atheist. There's no other kind. Yeah. You're, you're, you're in or you're out. Yeah, it's the cult idea. <laughs> Well, it's the once it's you're the, in, you're you're in forever. You're in, right? yeah. You can't get out. Right? You're yeah, in. You can't get out. Um, no. So it's the same thing that all these Christian movies do, where it's like, if you don't believe in God, you're gonna have the worst life imaginable. Look what happened to this kid. His best friend killed himself. His girlfriend's pregnant. She won't get an abort, or she doesn't want to get an abortion. I don't remember exactly how that goes. She's going to get an abortion. And your family, your dad's cheating on your mom. But you wish you weren't an atheist anymore. And it's like, oh, and then he becomes a Christian and his whole life is amazing. And it's like, oh, I don't know if that's how that works. But, okay. And uh, he uh, finds another kid. This is (laughs) just the worst part of this movie, I think. It's like, this was created before YouTube pranks were a thing. Or, sorry, sorry. Social experiments. But this whole movie feels like a YouTube social experiment. Like, he finds this other outcast kid, and he starts talking to him, and oh, get, gives him a taste of the high life for a while. Oh, you plebeian out there. It, it seems like a bomb threat later in this film. Is that a thing? I don't remember exactly how it goes, but we're going to get there. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so yeah, it's like, oh, come enjoy the high life. Be a be a popular kid, um, and he does. And he's like, hey, you want to get chicks? I get chicks. I get chicks. I get chicks pregnant. I'm so cool. I'm a cool guy, Jake. And then he's like, hey, I'm gonna take you on this date with this girl, girl who is not into this guy. Let me just be clear. And then, for some reason, they have the audacity to when the girl is not into him, um, he calls in a threat to the school and says he's going to kill himself in the school because the girl doesn't like him. And I honestly believe that that's what these people think mental illness is. Like, they're like, oh, you're just a little sad. You're just a little sad about, uh, you're, this girl didn't like you. It's like, ooh, ooh, yikes. Ooh, that's a rough one. That's not how life is. But also, because you think God doesn't love you. Yeah. Well, he was an atheist, so he probably deserved it. 
That's not me. That's not me. That is the movie talking. And uh, so, no. so then the whole movie continues. You know, he runs up to the kid and he's like, "Hey, you have so much to live for." And then something about God. And then he's like, "Oh, that's right. Uh, I'm better now." And again, this is how this movie thinks mental illness works. He's just like, oh, but God loves you. And he's like, oh, yeah, I don't want to kill myself anymore. No, maybe not how that uh, ever has worked in the history of ever. Um, but then everything's all good. They all hang out and they're like, oh, we're friends again. And uh, he convinces his girlfriend not to get an abortion and, uh, you know, they give it to a family, the kid to a family, and uh, life moves on, happy, happy-go-lucky, and uh, it's just, uh, that's the end of the movie. It's mostly about this kid who tries to shoot up a school. Does, wait, wait, I don't know if this is true or not, but does this film end with them saying, and that's how you save a life, or something to that effect? I, because I really hope that's how it does, and I would believe that it does. But I don't remember. I don't think it does, but I want to believe that it does. So I'm going to say it does I think end if you, like that. I think if you believe it, it's yeah, that's just, yeah, just going to be the way that it is. If you believe you don't have mental illness, then you just don't, according to this movie. Um, no. So I also want to bring up some <clears throat> other points that I think maybe you guys will appreciate. Now, hey. When you're forced to watch these movies, let's be frank, it's being forced to watch them. <laughs> I mean, it's it's an easy eight class, but, you know. What do you mean? When, when we had to watch these films for school. it's like Oh, well, yeah, I guess, yeah. I, I watched these in, like, church, too, and stuff. Church group or whatever. Communion class. or What's the other one? Confirmation? Confirmation class. That's if someone is thing. not religious, they're just... Not going to understand anything we're saying. No, communion and confirmation are two different things. You, you get confirmed so you can take communion. <gasps> really? Oh, yeah. we, we got communion in fifth grade and confirmation in eighth grade. Interesting. See, uh, literally no. not one hand knows what the other one's doing <laughs> ever. <laughs> um, so, yeah, when you're forced to watch these movies... You're just like, oh my god, why? But then one comes along, and you have Edgelord Jake over here, swearing in a Christian movie. (laughs) You can do that? And then your mind tricks itself into thinking it likes the movie? (laughs) Because of Edgelord Jake. Right, you're like, oh, this must be a good movie, because it's a film that's willing to push boundaries. Yeah. Like, it's... It's willing to be realistic because they actually have alcohol there. Yeah. And people actually have sex in this movie. Yeah. She gets pregnant. But no abortions. (laughs) That's not... We we like to pretend that never happens and you can instantly talk anyone out of it by shaming them. (laughs) That's the way we like to do it. In the To Save a Life. He saves two lives, guys. It's, it works on multiple levels. It, it should have been the the two save a life. Should have it should have been like a TWO. I think there's like, a second like one. A number two. To be frank, I do think there's a like, second like one. Like to save two life. <laughs> to save two years. <laughs> um. Yeah. A couple other things I want to <laughs> bring up about this one. 
<laughs> movie sucks, dude. Um, the pastor character. I want to talk a little bit about him. Because I feel like it's the same guy who's a, like, a pastor in every single one of these movies. It's not the same guy? I, no, I think it is the That's same the... guy is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. But, like, yeah, no, no, no. No, no, no. We're blowing the lid off of this thing. Are you ready for this? Sure. Do you guys oh, yeah. remember this short film we had to watch? In chapel, yes, we had chapel in high school. The Butterfly Circus. Yeah. He directed and wrote that. Wait, wait, which one was the Butterfly Circus? That's the one when the guy basically goes around and, like, picks up, like, broken people. It's like, oh, I'm a, like, this person's a drunk, but he also has, like, this cool talent. And so he's like, oh, you're part of my circus because, you know, in the, in the whole butterfly circus is because, like, they're they're in the cocoon, but they turn into the something one? beautiful. Okay, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. And there's a final note. <sighs> I'm not going to name names because that would be mean. But... We watched this in our youth group. And we were like, and our youth pastor. Oh, my final point about the youth pastor is he's so, like, stereotypical youth pastor type character. The, the one in the movie. Not yeah, yeah, the... yeah. Not, not my youth pastor, yeah. No. Uh, he, just, he Just making sure that was clear. Yeah. Um, but you, have you seen the middle? The show? Yeah. Yeah. There's a character, Reverend Tim Tom. Which I, I think okay, I, I'll have to show you after. But it, he uh, he's the perfect send up of those types of characters. But yeah, anyway, it, it's, he's just bad. But so the whole point of the movie, he's like, he wants to still date his girlfriend. He wants her to not get an abortion. All this kind of stuff. He found God. Um, but then the friend who he's trying to send off with the guy who makes the school shooting threat, who also goes free, by the way. No, rep- no repercussions there <laughs> for threatening to shoot up but a school. He was he was forgiven. Yeah. Real world. Um, yeah, so the movie ends, and the, my youth pastor's like, all right, what'd you guys think? What'd you guys think? And this one guy's like, I just, I don't think it's very believable. Like, he's trying to stay with the pregnant girl. Like, why won't he just be with the other girl? She's way hotter. And that is forever burned in my memory of being like, what am I doing? Wow, that's a... She's way hotter. Yeah. Iconic. That's a a real uh, church uh, youth group you got there. Yeah. Okay, that's all. That's all I gotta say about it. It's just, I, I just have, I'm like, I'm like that guy who ran for president. <laughs> What's his name? Guy. You're gonna have to be a little bit more specific. Ran against. That's like all but one. Mitt Romney. I'm like Mitt Romney. I've got binders full of Christian movies to talk about. All right. And I, will they all come up at some point? I'm guessing. I can't wait to talk about Fireproof. <laughs> that one about porn addiction. That's a real good movie for kids <laughs> that they showed to us. 
as kids. That was like them being like, hey, don't look at porn because it's bad. And I'm like, I'm a kid. I don't even know what porn is yet. So the fact that you're even telling me what it is, now I'm just like, well, what's so this whole it, world so about? So did this movie introduce you to porn? Yes. No. <laughs> okay, we're moving on. And that's how to save a life. Aaron. <laughs> it truly was a Shawshank Redemption. All right, and uh, let's move on to the fault in your stars. This is, of course, the segment where we take a good review for a bad movie or a bad review for a good movie. We take out all the spoilery bits, all the things... That would give it away as to what the movie is, and then we throw it out there and have the other two try and guess what the movie is. Guys, this week, Aaron has the review. I do. And Neat. I hope you guys can get it. I have a couple, but um, we'll see. I, none of them are very specific, so we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Uh, first up, half a star. Mm-hmm. I can't get over the strange look. That, that's the review. Okay. Interesting. Like what they're going this next for. One. Uh, not interested. I seen the first one, and it was crap to say the least. It wasn't visually pleasing, and it stayed too much on not really that funny humor. I can't mm. see this film doing much different. Toy Story 2 is a classic. It's brilliantly animated, especially for the time, and still holds up today. It is funny. The story is good and makes sense to the way its world is set, and Woody and Buzz are two great characters. And I wouldn't say that <laughs> it holds up to the character that I grew up reading and watching the old cartoon. Bye, is John. This King, is this King Heart 3? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's the third one? Because I have kind of a... Uh, we'll two and a half stars. Okay. Politically subliminal anti-Brexit movie. Oh, it's Paddington 2. It's Paddington 2. <laughs> Dude, I'm, uh. I cannot, I'm not gonna lie, I, there have been a couple times this week where I almost just went and saw Paddington 2. I have not seen Paddington 1. But these reviews, they're hard I, to argue with. Yeah, I feel like you don't have to. I'll, it's on and Netflix. it's on Netflix. Yeah, so I'll probably watch it. But... You can't argue with 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's just... Best, best reviewed movie on there of all yeah. time. Can't. Yeah, it's wild. Which is why I went looking for the bad ones. And... There weren't many. Yeah, but... Yeah. It's hard to but... argue with family-friendly content most of the time. Ex- except for when it's politically subliminal. Politically, type yeah. Dude, when when I see a movie that's potically, I'm like, dude, step up your game. This is a kids' movie. Like when the Muppets supports communism. <laughs> Remember that one? <laughs> I do. Oh god. Oh boy. Okay, so uh, guys, this has been episode 87 of Reboot already underway. I just said that like I was. Uh, I, I guess I am. Uh, <laughs> what am I looking for? Midwestern. I- I kept almost saying Middle Eastern. <laughs> I guess I am Midwestern. So when I say re, re, re uh, I can't do it. Re, reboot. Oh yeah, there it is. Reboot. Reboot already underway. Guys, if you want to find us around the internet, you could find David Becker at dbex with two s's fifteen on Twitter. 
Two S's, baby. Two S's. Two S's. Don't get it twist twisted with two S's. And if you want to find Aaron around the internet, you can find... Oh. What, 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 what did you call him uh, before the podcast, you know? Uh, do you want to share that? Uh, not on the podcast, but I will tell David after so he doesn't think that we're hiding something from him. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you want to find Aaron around the internet, you can find him at Little Flame Dude at, on Twitter, on Letterboxd. This clever blog name is already taken at Tumblr.com. Posting the errands. Going hardcore yep. on it. Those, those will be out by the time this is. So There we go. I'm excited. I'm juiced. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to find me around the internet, you can find me at Jake Lace on Twitter. Uh, that's Jake underscore Lace because I forget the underscore... And uh, if you want to find me on uh, Tumblr, where I post reviews, I post things. I'm actually posting my 2017 year in review. Uh, you're about halfway through if you hear this. <laughs> so you look for that on Jake Lace on Tumblr. And uh, yeah, guys, if you want to find the podcast, find us at uh, Reboot Already Underway, Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud. Leave us a review if you're enjoying the podcast, if you're liking our hardcore analysis on Paddington 2, where we tell the truth, we red pill you all about Paddington 2. Paddington 2 needs to be red pilled. I never thought I'd have to say that. But here we are. It's pushing the hardcore liberal agenda, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, I, um, I don't know what else to say. And of course, uh, uh, we'll see y'all next week. I, I feel like I'm missing something, but I say the same spiel every week. You know what I'm going to say. So guys, thank you for listening. Join us again next week when we talk about the, the Oscar nominations. Let's be honest. That's... And, and, and... The bye bye man, but we we don't need to mention that because it's it's, it's a part of Oscar, the Oscar. It's, it's implied by Oscar. Yeah, because it's already been said. And the uh, Oscar Oscar nomination pool is next week. Not Oscar nomination, our Oscar pool. What am I Are looking for? Are we guessing already? Yeah, we usually do. You know, stay on that hype train. Choo choo. Choo choo. It's exciting. I'm so gonna guys, go with uh, the bye bye man in all categories. Except for best lead actress, right? No, it still gets best lead actress for whoever that actress was. But, she, but she's not even a character. Like the one who did the seance. Okay. That. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. See you next week. Goodbye.